This is your wake up call. Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy. Angela Yee. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn it. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast show. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother. We in the- Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Good morning. That's right. It is Wednesday hump day. Good morning to you. What's happening? How's everybody feel out there? Uh, everything is good. I'm a little tired myself. Uh, I was in uh, Miami yesterday after the show. I had to fly to Miami. Of course, I'm planning for the last, my last car show of the year. And it takes a lot. So I had to fly out there, set everything out, map it out. I had to meet with everybody that comes, you know, comes along with it from security to the fire department to IT to everybody. They just want to make sure you're putting on a great and safe show. So I had to meet with everybody. So shout out to everybody in the uh, Miami Convention Center. They said they listen every morning. So salute to everybody. Good morning. Good morning. And what? I want to shout out everybody. I voted yesterday. And so when I went there, they were like, make sure you shout us out. So shout out to everybody that was on DeKalb Avenue in Brooklyn as we went to go vote for our new mayor, councilmen, uh, judges, all of that. So, you, And your coffee shop is opening tomorrow, correct? Yes, my coffee shop is opening tomorrow. It was a, I spent the whole day there, and then I went to go vote. I was like, man, can't forget to vote. So shout out to Eric Adams, who is mm-hmm. our new mayor in New York City. I know there's a lot of races that we're watching, and we're going to talk about all of that in front page news. Yeah, do you, yeah have the, uh, do you have the Second Amendment uh, thing? that They were in court about the Second Amendment in New York City, and they're saying... Depending on how this goes in New York, will decide if other states will be allowed to carry a concealed weapon. Uh, I didn't see that on. Yeah, on no, there. yeah, that's I ve- was I flipped it over. I didn't see anything about concealed weapons. Yeah, no, that's very important. They had they were in court yesterday and today, and they're saying this case can decide if a lot of the other states will allow you to carry a concealed weapon in, in the different states. New York being one of them, and, and all over the country. So it's a big, well, big, being big, from big South case. Carolina. Being from South Carolina, I would love if. Uh, New Jersey and New York loosened up the gun, gun restrictions a lot. I concur. I'm 2A all day. All right. All right. Well, Eric Adams also votes in the same place I vote. We're in the same district. So mm-hmm. they were like, you just missed Eric Adams was here earlier today. But I do want to congratulate him. He was our Brooklyn Borough president. Now he's about to be our mayor. All right. Well, we're getting front page news next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Sedata from Irvington. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning. I'm just trying to understand why people count your money. If this is your friend and you ask them for something, like I do Uber Eats. So my ID expired yesterday. So I asked her, I'm like, can I get some money so I can go to the DMV? And then she just went off on me. I'm just trying to understand if that's your friend. Why should they touch your pockets? Why does not say no? Wait, you <laughs> asked her off. for money and she went off on you? How yes, she went off. because I needed a new ID for Uber Eats because it expired. And instead of saying no, 
she say, oh, you cut so much money. Why you can't do? Why you don't got the money for this? <laughs> I mean, that's how she feel. You all balling, I mean, got bags and shoes. Now, hold on. Just because that's your friend don't mean she got to give you some money. That's right. You don't know what her right, situation we, is. We, this is a 10-year friendship. So? You don't know. Bills. She might got her own situation. You want to buy all Gucci and Louis? You got money. I don't think yeah, she's counting your pockets. Your friend, she, but my thing is, if it's your friend, that shouldn't be a question. Is, yeah, I, but I don't think she's counting your pockets. I think she's giving you some sound advice. She asked you a valid question. Why do you need money when you got all these luxury items? That's right. Let me tell you something. Don't money can come between friendships so much. I think you got to no, just... When I, even when I get my hair done, whatever, I pay, you know, I get my bundles. She, like, getting mad. Like, why you buying all this here, why it's too expensive, but she don't ever have her hair done. Well, you know what? Come to private label. I got you. Got my uh, hair store. But I will say this. She is kind of right, though. You can pay for bundles and get your hair done, but you don't have $20. To pay to eat? Well, I'm saying, I'm the type of person that helps people out. I understand what y'all saying. I'm the type of person that helps people out. I need you to, well, she's not. I need you to answer the question, though. Can you answer the question? Why do you Why do you have all those luxury items, but you don't have $20? Because I have bills, and I feel like you have... <laughs> well, she got bills, too, and she ain't giving you none of her money. No How you know? See, now you count her pockets. Look, you count her pockets now. But I, no, but on some real-ish, you don't know financially. People are going through a lot right now. So just like you needed $20, you don't know what she might need. And you're right. You had a 10-year friendship. Don't come, don't come and ask me for no money. We ain't friends no more. <laughs> now, that, now, I'm not going to say all that. <laughs> I'm now. joking, man. Thank you, mama. All right. Have a good one. It didn't go how she planned. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Jim. 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 What's up? Get it off your chest, bro. Oh, I got a couple things to get off my <laughs> chest. First off, congratulations to Eric Adams for being the mayor of New York City coming up. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to give a shout-out to Mark Davis. I just woke up to great news for firing that drunk in Vegas. We don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I don't Explain. know. Henry Ruggs III. Oh, um, okay. He was a Raiders player. Killed oh, yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah, he yeah. I heard that story, yeah. He's facing 20 years in prison. Good, because my brother was killed 13 years ago the same way. So I'm glad Mark Davis did the right thing by firing him. Okay, right. They had to cut him from the team. Makes right. sense. You couldn't get an Uber or something? Like, come on. Right. You're right. Yeah, temp- yeah, temporary temporary decisions causing permanent. I mean, temporary choices causing. I forgot how they say How do you say we don't, know Never you make mean. a decision we based off temporary mean. feelings. Don't make stupid decisions because it choice, can affect no. you all your life. No, you never make a, or no, someone never else's make, life. No, yeah. Never make a permanent choice based off temporary situations, temporary feelings. That's what he did. Yeah, and I mean, to anybody out there that goes to out and they're drinking, I mean, there's so many ways to get home now. It ain't like before where you had to figure it out. And man, you could call an Uber or Lyft. There's so many different ways. Please don't drink and drive, man. Even yeah, if, if you still if you still driving drunk, that you know, I, I really, it's kind of hard to have empathy for you, bro. Yeah, like, we've point. seen enough. We've we've got way more than enough history on drunk driving for you not to be doing that. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This your boy, Noah from New Haven. Hey, good morning, brother. Get it off your chest. Yo, good morning, Angelique. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. 
Peace, King. Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, sir. I just wanted to give a big shout out to my girl, Alex. Hello, I love her. I mean, we're not in the greatest place, but I love her. Aw, uh, what happened? It's just, it's crazy. It's just been a long time. We don't know direction of where we're going, but it's all right. Okay, but you love her, so you're going to work on it. That's my baby. That's my baby. We got a kid together. That's my baby. Okay. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Can I get some books? I got you, King. What you need? I got. I, I, you know, I'm loaded. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a. Not only do I love reading, I'm a book publisher. What you need? I got whatever you need. I got all the work. What you need? I. I need you want a little you bit got, of. Uh, whatever you huh? got. I just want whatever you, say? you got. All right. I'm gonna send you um Anita Kopak, Shallow Waters, and I'm gonna send you the Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health by Dr. Rita Walker. Yeah, I need that, please. All right, I'm gonna send you Tamika Mallory State of Emergency too. I got some of those here as well. I got you. I got you. Hold got on, brother, for you. Hold on. Hello, who's this? Yes, this is your boy Deontay. I'm calling from uh, New York, and I want. Why are you whispering, to... sir? Why are you whispering? Huh? Am I whispering? Why are you whispering? I'm not whispering. I just woke up. Okay. No okay. need to sound sexy with us, sir. <laughs> no, well, good morning. Sexy for DJ Envy because DJ Envy mm-hmm. is my baby, and I love mm-hmm. him. True, I and I love reason. and I love me some Angela Yee too. Hey, baby, uh, I'm married hey. too. Why can't he just okay. love you? Why have to be about that? Because he, he called me. Uh, yeah, right. You can love me. We love you back. Yes, yes. And I want to tell y'all why I'm blessed. I just moved from the DMV and I just moved here to Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. About two weeks. Yes, Brooklyn, BK, Best Eye. I'm in East New York. So hopefully one day I can come and meet y'all like Trav and stuff like that. Cause I still want to get an autograph from y'all. Okay. An autograph? autograph. Pictures? Yeah. Why can't you get an autograph? I haven't, I haven't heard anybody ask for an autograph in a long time. I have using <laughs> pictures. Yeah, somebody, somebody asked me for an autograph y'all. in y'all 2021. Been, y'all, y'all been my inspiration since 2011. I do my own show on YouTube, hashtag Rico Reports. So make sure y'all check that out. All right, come check me out at my coffee shop in Brooklyn. Okay, where is that in Brooklyn? It's opening tomorrow. It's on Bedford and Gates. It's called Coffee Uplifts People. How old are you, sir? Okay, I'm I'm 31. Yeah, 31-year-old asking for autographs. That sounds like a setup to me. Don't look down. (laughs) Keep eye contact with this young man. No, I love DJ Envy. He is so sexy with his beige. So, oh, and let me say one more thing before I get off. I, I need y'all to bring back the goon tunes for Friday. And okay. Friday, y'all. I mean, I've been missing out on that for like some years. So I want y'all to bring that back. All right. Well, thank you. All that right, sound very promising. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a best one, y'all. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about Scotty Pippen. Now, you know he got this book coming out, and one of the things that he talks about is how much Michael Jordan made off the last dance while his teammates made nothing. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Life. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On the Breakfast Club. Well, Cardi B bought a house in New York City, so congratulations to her. In Jersey. She said these days, I don't just live in one place. I'm everywhere due to my work. One thing for sure, I needed a home in my home city of New York. I'm so proud of myself. I work so hard for my children to be comfortable everywhere they are, regardless of work. Yeah, congrats to Cardi B. She said, now having a home in New York, I can have get-togethers with my family all the time. Mm -hmm. But you said it's in New Jersey. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, she kept saying New York in here. I guess it's right here. 
And then she said, I have accomplished so many things, yet I still feel far from all the goals I want to accomplish. This is one dream I can cross off. Let me know if y'all want a mini tour. All right, shout out to Cardi B. I love what she's doing out there. I love her investments. Shout out to her and Offset. All right, now Cardi B is also hosting the 2021 American Music Awards. That's going to be coming on Sunday, November 21st on ABC. She said, when I received the invite to host, I was so excited. I'm ready to bring my personality to the AMA stage. She's also up for three awards this year, favorite hip-hop song and video for Up and favorite hip-hop artist. Yeah, that right. makes too much sense. I always say Cardi gonna make, I mean, she made a lot of money in music, still making money in music, but she's mm -hmm. gonna make a lot more in the, the TV and film world. So that makes too much sense. Olivia Rodrigo is leading all the awards with seven nominations, including Artist of the Year, and then The Weeknd is next with six, followed by Bad Bunny, Doja Cat, and Giveon with five apiece. All right, her is the top nominee at the 2021 Soul Train Awards. So she has eight nominations, and then Jasmine Sullivan and Chris Brown follow with six nominations each. I love watching the Soul Train Awards. Also, Wizkid and Thames are next in line with five nominations, followed by Blast, and then Silk Sonic, Doja Cat, and Young Blue each have three. So in addition to that, Ashanti is getting the Lady of Soul honor. Recent years, that was won by Jill Scott, Brandy, SWV, Faith Evans, Yolanda Adams, and Monica. So she did say she's honored to be recognized. And they're also going to dedicate a full hour to music videos by Maxwell and Ashanti starting Wednesday, November 3rd. Okay, okay. Salute to Ashanti. Drop on the clues, Bonds, for Ashanti. Very deserving. All right, now Scotty Pippen is talking. He has his book coming out, Unguarded. And they did put out an excerpt on GQ where he talks about Michael Jordan, the Bulls franchise. He talks about The Last Dance. Now, this book does come out on November 9th, so that's on Tuesday. Now, according to Scottie Pippen, he said uh, that Michael Jordan made $10 million off The Last Dance while his teammates got nothing. He said Michael Jordan would have never been who he is without us. And so he slammed the docuseries, you know, as being inauthentic as well. And he said the uh, documentary also backfired to some degree and that people got a chance to see what kind of personality Michael had. And he said, as I watched the doc at home in Southern California with my three teenage boys, I couldn't believe my eyes. I was nothing more than a prop, his best teammate of all time. He called me. He couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. Each episode was the same. Michael on a pedestal, his teammates secondary, smaller. The message no different from when he referred to us back then as his supporting cast. From one season to the next, we received little or no credit whenever we won. But the bulk of the criticism when we lost, Michael could shoot 6 for 24 from the field, commit five turnovers, and he was still in the minds of the adoring press and public, the errorless Jordan. Sounds like a little bit of hater. I'm not gonna say he sound like a hater, but it, it does sound like a personal problem because you know, number one, when it comes to the doc, you don't have an agent to negotiate those kind of things for you, and furthermore, why would they make anything for the doc? The documentary was a Michael Jordan documentary. It That's revolved what I around Michael Jordan and his, his last, last season with the Chicago yeah. Bulls. If, if Scotty yeah, wasn't and, and if Scotty wasn't getting paid, he didn't have to participate in the doc. He made a choice. Now, he also wrote about other teammates being bothered. He said, over the next few weeks, I spoke to a number of my former teammates who each felt as disrespected as I did. How dare Michael treat us that way after everything we did for him and his precious brand. Michael Jordan would have never been Michael Jordan without me. And he named a lot of the other players and said, I apologize to anyone I've left out. And yes. I mean, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan before them. But, you know, when they assembled that team, that's when they started to win championships. So, yes, Michael Jordan needed that supporting cast. But guess what? That supporting cast definitely needed Michael Jordan. Now, Tyler so Perry's I, about to get a supporting cast as well. 
And so after being the sole creative behind the scenes for years, now he's ready to give some other creators a seat at the table. He told The Hollywood Reporter that he has three or four more years until he lets go of the reins. He said, my plan is to relinquish to a lot more directors and writers to take over a lot of these shows that I've started. He said that uh, not having a team doesn't allow him to explore other ventures, and now he's ready to let others help him bring his visions to life. It's going to be more of me overseeing rather than doing the hands-on work for the past six weeks. I was in the mountains. I wrote 72 episodes of television, just me in a room by myself, sitting out there looking at the moose in the mountains. I treat it like a job. So. Just don't change the writing on Sisters, Mr. Perry. Whatever you do. Sisters is the best comedy on television today. Drop on the clues bombs for Sisters, please. Please don't change the writing on Sisters, please. He also has Sister Act 3 in the works, and he said Whoopi is really excited about it. So the script is being written. He said he is the producer on it. He is not directing. All right, we'll talk about Whoopi in the next hour and her discussion on The View, and she was talking about uh, critical race theory. And if you should teach children how to see color, we'll tell you about that debate. But that is your rumor report. All right, That's not even what critical race theory is about, though. Well, we'll have that debate for you in the next hour in rumors. All right, don't move. Front page news is next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Now, Charlamagne, you know what? Me and millions of other people have been watching TikTok lately. Entrepreneurship videos, people talking about starting their own businesses, giving tips. I love seeing people promote generational wealth and pouring into their community. That's right. From hilarious to the serious, you have to see it. TikTok. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. Congratulations for, to them. That's the first time since 1995. They beat the Astros 7-2-0. Damn, drop on the clues bonds for the Atlanta Braves. Man. I love Atlanta Braves fans, man. Atlanta Braves got a, uh, a, an amazing fan base, always has. So salute to the Braves fans, everybody in the ATL. When's the last time they won? 1995. 1995, okay. All right, what else we got? All right, so 5- to 11-year-olds can now get a COVID vaccine in the U.S., and they are endorsing a recommendation to vaccinate those kids as well, clearing the way for immediate vaccination of the youngest age group yet in the United States. They said a lot of parents are eager to get their kids vaccinated. And we have now recommended that about 28 million children receive a COVID vaccine. But as a mom, um, the director for the CDC said, I encourage parents with questions to talk to their pediatrician, school nurse or local pharmacist to learn more about the vaccine and the importance of getting their children vaccinated. So we'll see how many of those parents uh, decide to do that. Now, there's also a potentially faster spreading Delta variant that has been spotted in eight states so far. It's called AY42. They've been spotted at lab by labs in at least eight states and health authorities in the UK are saying they're investigating a growing share of cases from this strain of the virus. So labs in California, Florida, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nevada, North Carolina, Rhode Island and Washington State plus D.C., have so far spotted at least one of these cases. And they said it may spread somewhat faster. Health authorities have not found evidence of more severe illness caused by this variant. And they did say that current vaccines do still remain effective against it. Why do these diseases be sounding like recommended passcodes? What is it? What is it? AY42? Yeah, AY. I'll never forget that. It's my initials. AY42. Okay. Mm. All right, and Zillow reportedly needs to sell 7,000 houses after they bought too many. It's about $2.8 billion worth of houses that they're trying to offload onto investors. They bought them with the intent of selling them to hopeful homeowners and landlords, 
but they said they found themselves with excess inventory after the company told investors that they plan on ramping up its flipping business. I never knew that Zillow bought and sold houses. Yeah, what they tried to do was was great, but they just didn't have the the resources to get them off. So they they purchased all these foreclosed homes and all these homes that were in conditions where they can make a lot of money, but they just didn't have the resources to flip those homes. So now they got to get rid of a lot of those properties that they bought. So so they have this Zillow offers program. They've been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. And Zillow will buy your house in cash, streamlining the process for you, and then deal with any repairs, quick renovations, and then they'll sell the house itself. Correct. So On their own platform, Zillow.com, which mm-hmm. is great, which is amazing, which is thing, but they just didn't have the resources to actually flip them and put them together and then sell them, so... But they bought a lot of properties, so hopefully uh, Zillow lets those properties go for a lot cheaper than they pay for them. So that'll be great. So, All right. Now, this is something, Envy, you were talking about earlier. The Supreme Court is going to hear a case on New York's gun permit law. And that case could lead to more guns on the streets of New York and L.A. And also threaten restrictions on guns in subways, airports, bars, churches, schools, and other places where people gather. So the case will be here today as gun violence has been surging. And it could dramatically increase the number of people who are eligible to carry firearms as they go about their daily lives. So the gun control groups are saying if a high court ruling requires states to drop restrictions, the result could be more violence. Now, gun rights advocates are saying that they hope that the conservative majority in the Supreme Court will side with them. They want the court to say that New York's law is too restrictive, as are similar laws in other states. And uh, they said the stakes could be really high as far as this decision. Yeah, I've been looking at this for the last five years. They've been been in and out of court for this. Uh, I actually hired an attorney to to to, to help with this. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I think that New York's law is a little too stringent, and people should be allowed to carry their firearm. I mean, you look at all the the things that's going on in New York. In my opinion, people getting robbed, people getting shot. The bad guys have the guns, but not the good guys. That's a problem. And if the good guy does have a gun, he has to serve three years in prison. I don't think that's right. My yeah, opinion. Yeah, I'm 2A all day. I'm from in South Carolina, so you know I'm about that uh, concealed firearm life. And, and yes, it, it would be it also to carry the- a concealed weapon with you. On the flip side, won't it allow more bad guys to get guns? Bad guys get guns regardless. They can get guns exactly. regardless. But it'll make it just really like no, unlimited. They, no, they can get guns. I think about that situation. They um, there was easy. a situation. There was a situation. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you wasn't there a situation a couple months ago at a restaurant in New York, a bunch of restaurants. Somebody, yeah, somebody came somebody up there and tried to rob, up them. To rob someone. But somebody in the restaurant had a gun uh-huh. and was able to. Back the person down? Isn't that what happened? I don't know about that I one. I don't know. I don't know about Philippe's uh-huh. where the guy got robbed and got shot dude, when he tried to take That's his watch. That's what I'm talking about. Nah, I don't see a restaurant. He, no, he didn't have a gun. Restaurant. He just fought back. He didn't have a gun. He fought back. Oh, got you. He had to fall back. You. But, you know, I, I don't understand how you not how they just don't do it across the board. How can I legally carry a gun in Florida? How can I legally carry a gun in Texas? How can I legally carry a gun in Georgia and all these other different states? There's 40 other states that I can legally carry a concealed license, but... In a couple of states, I can't. It's just the same thing as how can I legally smoke in some states and can't in some and, others. That doesn't make sense and, to me. And if you're a criminal and, you know, you got your firearm, but you know somebody else doesn't and, you know, they, they don't allow it in this certain, you know, region, wouldn't you take advantage of that? Yes, th- that's what they're doing. They know that people can't carry a firearm. They know that if they had come out to a gun with, to rob somebody or to look where people look like what they do, they go to restaurants, expensive restaurants, expensive nightclubs. They know people can't carry a gun in New York City, New Jersey. Why? Because if you do, you get three years in prison. You have the one up on me. You're going to rob me. And that's if right. I and if I say I don't want to give up my stuff or if I 
halfway not want to give it, you shoot me and die. I have no protection. Yeah, so, that is so, not fair, so the, in my opinion. Yeah, so, but can't so some logic- people get guns in New York if you can prove that you need no. it? Like, so no one's allowed to get a gun. Very rare. Very, very no, rare. No, no, you can't. You can't carry a gun. No, no, very rare. Like I know. I think as far as celebrities concerned, I know Howard Stern had a license, and I think. Um, no, no, no. She's talking about just being able to get a gun. I'm talking about concealed. Oh, concealed, being able to permits. carry. You can get yeah, a gun yeah, and yeah. just keep it in your house. And you can only take it from your house to the shooting range. But to be able to carry it, to protect yourself, to go to your business, to go to your place of work if you need it, no. No. And that's why, the, but that's why the logic more bad people will get guns doesn't make any sense because those bad people are already taking the risk of carrying their illegal firearms anyway. They already got these the crimes. Guns. They already got them. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. When we come back, Ari Melba will be joining us. We'll kick it with Ari Melba when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Ari Melber. What's happening, brother? What's going on? How are you, man? Thanks for having me back. Great absolutely, to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. First of all, congratulations for breaking records. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We hit this milestone. You know, when I took over the beat uh, on MSNBC, we had fewer viewers than CNN. Now we have more viewers than CNN at 6 p.m. Or any hour, more viewers than Dawn or Anderson or shout out to everybody, wow. but uh, more viewers than any hour CNN, which I believe, you know, you guys have been gracious to have me in here, which I love. I believe it's because we try to do the news in a different, broader way and people mm-hmm. responded to it. And uh, I'll just get this out of the way and then we're done, you know, Charlemagne. Uh, bring back the Concord. Numbers don't lie. <laughs> Check the scoreboard. So, but you're thank you, the everyone. longest that's running real, host in that, in that time slot. Too. That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what was there before you. Um, there was a, a show for about five months on there that was Greta Van Susteren, and there were other shows oh. before that. And six is a hard time. You know, a lot of people, now we get their news on the internet. People watch you guys on YouTube. Sometimes I hear the Breakfast Club live because, you know, I'm in New York, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are in cities where we hear it on radio, but a lot of people watch the YouTubes, right? And so we found that even though people are getting the news different ways, we've been the longest running at 6 p.m. ever in MSNBC's 25-year history because some people are like, oh, wait. This actually is worth tuning in yeah. for. They watch it live, and then a lot of people we, we find catch up with us on YouTube, which is great, too. Crafting an identity is very hard, you know, um, especially on a news network. But MSNBC, MSNBC seems to have done that with you and Joy Reid. I think of Tiffany Cross. Like, you know, I, I, when I think of y'all, I think of MSNBC personalities. Brian Joy, Williams. Joy, Rachel, Brian, Rachel, Lawrence, yep. Tiffany the Jonathan K part, and then we've got a whole crew of people coming up, Jason Johnson. So I think there's, I think they've done a great job building the bench in any field, TV, radio, internet. You know, mm-hmm. you can be one person, that's fine, but you're always stronger together. And I, I love working with the people we have. Do you think sometimes the news focuses on the wrong things? And I, and I, I, I this is what I mean by this, right? Like, you know, when the whole Nicki Minaj controversy happened, or, you know, Kyrie Irving, like I think about Nicki saying Drake was fully vaccinated. I think about Nicki saying she was going to get vaccinated. I think about the fact that 96% of the NBA is vaccinated, but the news wants to focus on the people who are not. Don't you think that's a detriment if you're pro-vaccine? Well, two things. One, you're right, because mm-hmm. the, the news is drawn to conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say, like, it's great when planes land, but we don't do a lot of breaking <laughs> stories. Right. We're like, yo, you're not going to believe what happened with JFK. All the time. Yo, like a hundred planes landed. Right. Like, great. So it's the out of the ordinary. But we do cover when the plane crashes or when it's missing, and that makes sense. Now, where I agree with your premise, what I think you're getting at is 
Well, what if it wasn't a plane crash and it starts to feel like the news is kind of making it into worse Absolutely. than it is? And that is a problem. And so I think if we do it responsibly and we could always try to take criticism constructively, because I know what you want is better news, right? Mm -hmm. If someone's a troll on the internet saying whatever, it's like, I might not pay attention to that. If Angela and Charlemagne are saying, but wait a minute, was this accurate about this situation or community? Yeah. So I think leaning into the conflict when it's not representative is definitely not the most accurate. But it's hard not to report on Kyrie right now. I mean, he's not playing with the Nets, so that's kind of a, a big deal. Who cares? The Nets and Nets fans. Yeah, that's, that should be a we Brooklyn story then. Why the national news? You well, know you don't have I mean? to be a, live in Brooklyn to be a fan of Kyrie or the Nets. I mean, a lot of people, we want to see him play. I just don't and think he's how not that... playing, so you got to understand why and what's going on. Because it just... is a decision that the average person does still have to make, I think. When you take it out of just the Brooklyn Nets, it's kind of representative of people who are losing their jobs and making that decision because they don't want to get vaccinated. It's a big story. Yeah, but they're I not think. getting $20 million to lose their job, though. Kyrie's still getting $20 million <laughs> this year. Right. I mean, it's a way bigger representation, but people are having to make really tough decisions. I think also people, you said something else I wanted to get to that relates to what you're bringing up. People look to signaling. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to figure out if, some people are contrarian. They're like, I have a view no one has. That's dope. Most people, though, look to signaling. And they look to experts, right? Which might be, oh, you know something, a doctor or an expert. But they might look to other people, which is like, depending on the issue, a lot of... I know you guys had Ava in here the other day. A lot yeah, of yeah. people went anti-Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm -hmm. But people might look and say, but actually, I trust him over what everyone else was saying. And over time, I think more people went to him. And so that's why the when you get into medicine, it's tricky because I do think... There are things you can learn from experts that you can't get from everyone else. Right. But yes, this this debate about the vaccine, what do you know about it? Why mm -hmm. is it safe? Turns out it is very safe. What about your personal liberty? People allowed to have liberty. And what about why you're skeptical of the government? And people in certain communities are more skeptical of the government for good reason. So it's tricky. Whether uh, a given player is overcovered, I think, is a fair question because most people are getting it. Uh, m most people are finding it works really well. Mm -hmm. And so if you lean overly into the conflict, you might be giving people a misperception this is more contested than it is. It's just strange, right? Like when LeBron makes his comments and LeBron says, me and my family are fully vaccinated. We made the best decision for us. We did our research, whatever. And then they ask him, well, would you, would you want to be an advocate? And he goes, no, I don't need LeBron to be an advocate. But then everybody focuses on that side of the story instead of the fact him and his whole family got vaccinated. I'm like, are y'all pro-vax or not? Because if I'm watching the news and the story is, LeBron says he doesn't want to be an advocate for the vaccine. What does that do to a skeptic? It's like, see? LeBron doesn't want to be an advocate for the vaccine. Might not even have heard LeBron got vaccinated. Right. You're saying, like, that's in in law, you know, we call that, like, a, a trap question. Because you, you could answer it accurately, and then it still gets played a certain way. Yep. To be very clear, people do it different ways. On the beat, it's not that we are selling the vaccine. We're not. We are telling you facts. And as the facts came in over time, it became clear how safe it is and how well it's working. Mm -hmm. But again, we're still not selling it. The government may sell it as a public right. health project and other journalists may do it a different way. Um, but you could search my show and my or social media. You will not find me telling someone or instructing someone what to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the news. We even, we I get to interview Fauci. I, just like you guys talked to a lot of mm -hmm. people. Like The idea that then we would go over here and ask ball players or other people to, to, <laughs> it's like why uh, and that but that's isn't that a funny thing about our society like like celeb like people who are real like people who are super celebrities the people that everybody knows their name it's like 
you could go get them on anything, just like they could endorse any product. And it's like, why would we care, like, what alcohol they drink? Mm-hmm. What alcohol do you like? Mm-hmm. You know what alcohol tastes like. You mm-hmm. can afford a shot. Mm-hmm. And then we get outraged. We take their word. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. You get outraged. But why did you ask a ball player about the vaccine to begin with? Mm-hmm. It's weird. Do you think it's because there's no Trump? So, <laughs> I'm serious. So we don't. The, the news doesn't have an enemy? They don't have a boogeyman right now? No, because I think this stuff predates Trump. Okay. I, I think. And, and look, you know, when, the, when they set up the country, the founders were so worried about the abuse of power by government, which still is a thing. But they didn't think a lot about corporations, let alone celebrities. And if you actually look at like power right now, there are corporations that are more powerful than countries, which yeah. is more power than governments. And there are some celebrities where it's just like their following is larger than a country. Mm-hmm. And their following is more loyal than a lot of politicians. I interview politicians sometimes. It's like they couldn't fill a room. Right. They could squeak <laughs> through an election, but they couldn't sell out Barclays mm-hmm. and then we have celebrities and entertainers and performers who because of the nature of media now as you know because you guys talk to them the following is epic so I do understand the temptation to say well if they have such a large following how do you move it towards good but then what is good and what is staying in their lane and I mean I, I, I'm a big Bob Marley fan I studied his career like when Jamaica was going through tough times everyone was going to him saying maybe you can help and he ultimately tried to do unity things. He mm-hmm. did a unity concert. He was also shot. But part of the question there was his moral authority was because he didn't pick a side on every little thing he talked about. He talked about black power. Right. He talked about liberation. He talked about anti-colonialism. He, he talked about a lot of issues, no question. But he didn't get into like, and now endorsed in the 14th Ward because he was bigger than that. And mm-hmm. when he did step into politics, it wasn't great. So I do think there, I'm super interested in politics, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean everyone with a following has to engage at that level. Mm-hmm. Alright, we have more with Ari Mel, but when we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ari Melba. Charlemagne? You think we do a good job of turning the page? Sometimes we just go cover from cover to things. Meaning, this time last year, right before the election, right, it was the Democrats saying we can't trust the vaccine. It was now Vice President Harris. It was then Governor Cuomo. It was Joe Biden. They were saying all of the things about the CDC and the FDA. Like Governor Cuomo literally said, somebody else is going to have to tell me to take this vaccine other than the CDC and the FDA. Can't trust them. They were saying things like, who's going to take this vaccine? It's being rushed out. But then when they got, and I, and I knew it, when they got in the White House, narrative changed. But where are those pages? Tell me what caused that those ideas to change. A, I think that's fair. There mm-hmm. was such... Uh, objections to Trump for good reasons that it may have spread, or to use a medical term, metastasized mm-hmm. and made people against everything. And that, of course, undermines trust in government and civic trust. And demagogues, by the way, do that. Mm-hmm. They create an environment where you don't trust anything, mm-hmm. government, the news. That's shown throughout history. Um, but usually that helps the demagogues more than everyone else. So be careful if somebody like Trump breaks everything and then you say, oh, uh, nothing works, because that's a fertile ground for them. Number two, I think there were plenty of people on whatever you want to call it, the center left, Democrats, who still were broadly trying to follow the CDC cues and science. But, but I know those are the big dogs. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there was yeah, that yeah. energy. And that and I think if that's whenever that's happening, that's wrong. I mean, my job as a journalist, I call that out and say, that's wrong. And just tell me what made you change your mind. That's all I want to know. Well, that they, they should be transparent about that. That's right. And then it goes to also our government is not supposed to have everything changed by one person in power, even someone as powerful as the president. Mm. So Fauci stayed in office, right? Fauci's been very respected by both parties. 
forget the vaccine. Let's say let's say you have a vaccine concern. Fauci was back here standing up for people who were a- HIV positive at a time when there was misinformation. People were being you know against them because of ideas about about their identity or who they want to sleep with, which has nothing to do with right health. Mm-hmm. And he was right about that. Decades running. Now he was in government during the Trump era, right? And we're supposed to have that. We're supposed to have people who, in science, in law enforcement, even at the Fed, you know, the markets, who are not just switching based on partisanship. Mm-hmm. So I, but I do think yes, we have gotten to a super partisan place, which makes life harder than it needs to be. What are facts nowadays? Are a fact? That's a that's a deep question. Mm-hmm. A fact is an observable provable piece of information mm-hmm. it is something that can be established uh, and there are facts and then there are things that are believed those are theses and then there are things that are provably false those are false and if you knowingly share something that's false meaning you know it's false that's a lie and so we need to keep that spectrum in mind because there's a big difference between someone repeating something that they don't understand I don't want to vilify that person. If they're if they're of good faith, we might chop it up and talk about it. I mean, one weird thing about doing news on TV is like people come up to me all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and it ranges from, you know, hey, let's talk about the facts to someone who seems informed to someone who's less informed to I was covering a, a Trump event and this guy came up to me and what I'm about to say is false. So if you watch it on YouTube, it's <laughs> not true. But he said to me, Can I, oh, I know you do the news. You seem like you might be fair. Can I ask you something? I said, sure. He goes, they tried to assassinate Trump twice in Europe, and no one talks about it. That, and I, I was like, it. that's not true. Oh. <laughs> and he had a, then I look at him, and he's got a shirt on with the Q. He's got the Q in there. Oh, okay. And, but this was years ago, actually. <laughs> funny enough. This was like over three years ago. And I'm looking at him, and I'm just like, where is the realm of engagement here? Right. And it's hard to follow that conspiracy theory. Like, if you're pro-Trump. Like everyone hit it, including Trump. He never, they tried to he never kill even mentioned him. it. He wouldn't talk about it. Trump and, would definitely have let you know that he survived two assassination attempts. So, uh, right. I mean, that's like hey, uh, he I survived more assassination attempts than any president ever. I can see it. So he would absolutely, do it. So then, that's someone who now is that a lie, or does he believe it, or is he deranged to some degree? But like. That's on a spectrum where, like, we're not going to get through that conversation and get to a lot of progress. But but we do have to keep an eye on what the real facts are and also keep open-minded what may be a contested fact. And I think if you want to really talk about the energy, it's like some people get so up on it that they are talking about a wider set of things beyond what is an established fact and claiming it as a fact for their side. And that sometimes turns people off. Mm-hmm. Other people, though, are out here. I mean, I see it. People out here being like, yeah, but what do we really know? I'm like, well, gravity is a force that keeps us from floating up in the room. If we didn't have gravity, which has been documented, we, would, we wouldn't we would be just naturally on the floor right now. We'd be floating. Mm-hmm. Right? But if somebody goes, that's what you say. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we really know? Mm-hmm. And you, then you have to be like, yeah. We no, we really do. <laughs> well, okay, but like maybe somebody wants you to believe in gravity, and you're like, maybe, but also gravity is real. Something that's why is, you're not floating. That's right. It's something. So there. Are, so this, I see this energy now more and more. And I see it across the spectrum, like meaning right you and question left, everything. Where it's just like, but you don't even know, right? And that's the same. Yeah, you should you question the books you were taught in school? Absolutely. Should you question the news? Absolutely. Should you watch more than one? or read more than one news source? Absolutely, because you should have multiple sources. 
I do. I work hard. My team, we work hard to fact check, but like absolutely check more than one. But should you come out on some other extreme and be like, well, because things were bad and these people were racist and other, it was fine that nothing, nothing can be established. That's that's nuts. Can I ask your opinion on something? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Depends what it is. So Joe Biden's low ratings. They've been talking about how low his ratings are right now. He has said he's not doing that to get, you know, he's not doing his job for the ratings. He's doing it. Uh, because of what's most important. So what do you think about how Joe Biden's been handling things during his presidency, and what do you attribute those low ratings to? Well, I think you ask a very interesting question, the premise being like, what's really going on? There was this incredible time with Trump. There was this backlash. You put this new person in, and then why are his ratings low? I heard one comic say when he, dro- he dropped into he dropped into like mid-low 40s, mm-hmm. and they were like, that's right about where Trump was after Charlottesville. They were like, can you imagine the polling briefing? We're like, Mr. President, you know, you've made a lot of change. Um, you're polling right above Nazi sympathizers. <laughs> like, how do you pull that low? And so, two things. One, we just went through this incredible public trying, testing trauma of the Trump era, which was te- more trying on some than others, mm-hmm. but was tough. And a pandemic. So these aren't like easy or good times where everyone's in a great mood or things are going great anyway. Right when you get out of something like that, meaning right when Trump, remember, even though Trump is a symptom of long-running American racism, misogyny, and other problems, he's a symptom, he didn't create racism in America. Uh, When you look at getting out of that, right, he got fewer votes the first time, he got fewer votes the second time. There were a lot of people in this country who still didn't want him to be our leader and got out of it. It's a little bit like getting right out of a terrible relationship or right out of a terrible job if you really don't like your job. Those first few weeks, you just get up and you're like, I don't go to work there anymore, like (laughs) that. But that's not going to carry you through a whole administration or a first term. So I think what Biden got initially was a lot of benefit of not Trump. But then when Earth returns and people say, well, it's still a weird and tough economy, there's still the pandemic and all the drama of that. Voting rights still getting suppressed There's everywhere. Voter suppression. No There's George a, Floyd Policing Act being passed. A lot of things that we were told might mm-hmm. break through didn't. I think there's energy around that. And then number two, there's Joe Biden being someone who basically at this juncture is with a really tight Congress. So everything's down to one vote every single time. And they've passed some things like the stimulus, but they haven't made progress on a lot of the other a things. A lot of things. What you mentioned. So I think that that gives you a situation where you have opposition. They're against him no matter what. Then you have some crumbling of what would be his supporters being like, but what are you doing? All right, we have more with Ari Melba. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ari Melba. Charlemagne? All right, let's talk about something like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the lineup? Are you happy? You know, I always try to keep it 100. I can't tell you who's playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, no, the halftime show. Oh, the halftime yeah, show. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't yeah, know yeah, who's yeah. playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. The like, well, let me tell you, the Cowboys will definitely be there. <laughs> okay. But the like, halftime show. Like, Dr. Dr. So, Dre, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick, Kendrick Mary J. Blige. Yeah. I love it. So, no, I, well, first when I saw the, all right, I feel way better. <laughs> I was like, why is Sean like, like, asking me about sports? My first thought was just like, how do you get, like, it's like a super group, and Snoop's got his own other super group going, but I was like, how do you get all these people together? So, do you? I love it, and do you think they'll all be literally playing together like, I mean, they all the got tracks together. They all got records. I this. I wish it was just Dre and Snoop, and then all of those like Kendrick, Mary, and um, M came out as guests. Mm. I feel like Dre and Snoop are 
icons living. All all of them are, right? But those two should have had that moment for LA. And they just bring out who they wanted to bring out for halftime. I like that. I mean, is it a is it a, a business thing where everybody needs to be at an equal level dot? No, I think it was building? Dr. Dre curating it because he's the one that made the statement in the press release. Yeah. So I think it was Dr. Dre that put together the halftime show because it's all kind of based around him. Yeah. That's what I mean. I wish it yeah. was just Dre and Snoop as the main event. And then those people came out as guests. Remember when Katy Perry did it and Missy came out as a guest and everybody lost their shit? Yeah. That, that would have been that nuts. Makes, that makes sense. And they have so many, like, bangers together. Mm-hmm. Also, like, shout out to Kendrick, but, like, I don't feel like for this, for that kind of international Super Bowl audience that he has the same type of songs. That, so I'm, I'll be curious to see how they use him. Yeah. No, that's not, that's not a bad point. And Eminem, who a lot of people like, and everyone remembers, like, his early stuff, right, also is, like, more... Fun, lyrical, but again, not the kind of bangers of like Drake. He could do Snoop, Lose but... Yourself. That yeah, he could go, do Lose Yourself. That would be crazy. Yeah. Kendrick could do We Gonna Be All Right. That, that would be, be the one, one, though, right? Mm-hmm. I'm shocked that Jay uh, that Jay hasn't put himself as a halftime performer yet. It says a lot about him, right? As you have on Rockefeller Air Force One. I, um, I do, Will, but but Jay said they don't, the Super Bowl needs him. He doesn't need the Super Bowl. But he also said that before he joined forces with the NFL. And then right. it's L.A. He, you also got to curate what's right for L.A. Are you, wait, are you fact-checking a bar? <laughs> like, but sir. <laughs> Bars evolve. Like, times change. You know what I mean? I mean, no, that really makes me think, though, like, because Super Bowl, so Clive Davis said something very interesting, you know, there are a million things in music, mm-hmm. including uh, working with Diddy on Bad Boy. And I was asking him, because I always ask people, I don't ask people, like, I just ask people the question I just want to know. Literally. So I was like, when you look at the history of his Grammy party, the number of performers he has, I was like, I'm just curious, like, are you paying these people? And if not, how do you get them to perform? And he said, no, because it's a party that's it's not the same thing as performance. Mm-hmm. And he said he said something to them. And I think this applies to Super Bowl, which is why I bring it up, because he's had people if people know the Grammy party. I mean, he's had mm-hmm. people at either right before they blow up or right at their peak. And you're like, wow. And they're performing like the Grammy Eve. He says, I always ask myself, I always tell them this is not another business gig. This is the most important people in music all in one room, most of whom you'll only see wow. once a year in one room. And a lot of people, as you guys know, a lot of the bigger artists, they'll go to the, that party, but they don't go to the actual, sit in the actual mm-hmm. Grammys if they're not up. Yeah. And he said, I tell them, you're a star right now. Performing for this room could make you a superstar and it's sort of like that thing right mm-hmm. and i feel like the super bowl is like that because you could be so big that like everyone who watches breakfast club everyone in hip hop's like of course they ride with you but now you're like people in brazil and france and uganda they know who you are, are like mm-hmm. from the super bowl because you just the, 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 it's crazy so that's why i think it's so big but i would definitely think i mean beyonce did it i would think jay yeah don't you think? Uh, here's my, all right, this is the other thing. I don't know this, but I would expect that by the end of whatever that it, NFL business, Rock Nation, all the different business deals, because he thinks eight moves ahead is a billionaire, and shout out to Hope for Hall of Fame and, and LL Cool J. Uh, I would think by the end, Jay does play a halftime show by the end of that deal. Yeah, I, yeah, I would think so too. Absolutely. Outside of the numbers, the way the reason I know you're making an impact is because people enjoy watching you to get news, and I see people. Hating on you sometimes too. I'm not gonna say hating. They just be like critically be like, why is this guy always quoting rap lyrics? Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. Why Bless is he always you. quoting rap lyrics? 
It feels like cultural appropriation. Why is he always quoting rap lyrics? Well, Moneybag Yo did say <laughs> the hate be so real <laughs> and the love be so fake. <laughs> Ari. <laughs> Has Jay-Z reached out to you yet? Uh, no, I'm uh, no. Damn, still? <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> well, I was trying to think, like, you are we going to count, him more like, than any rapper, are we going to count, like, you, you know. You got no. on some Rockefeller. Um, Have you quote, you've quoted him more than any sneakers. rapper, clearly. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I've talked to people around him, and I've talked to his team. So, again, I don't want that misconstrued, like, <laughs> great team, met with people, taught people at Rock Nation, mm -hmm. uh, and we, of course, have pitched the idea of a, a special great interview. Um, but, no, if I want a Jay-Z interview, I just put back on that the Breakfast Club classic. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Which is a good one. It is. Yeah, a great one. That one. Great one. Well, listen, make sure y'all check out Ari Melbla every night at 6 p.m. on MSNBC. Always a pleasure, brother. Yes, Anything always else? a pleasure. Um, I just love being back in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> I said this once when we were here before, but, like, grow up watching this stuff, study this stuff, think about everyone who's been at the table. Uh, you guys shout out what we've been able to do on the beat, but we've been able to do that partly because of places like this that build the culture, that create conversation, that widen people's minds. So thank you for what you guys do. And I really vice versa, man. Yeah, Letting you, us come Ari. on your platforms. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy you. watching you, and I also love hearing your opinion, too, outside of work. So thank I you. appreciate it. It's Ari Melville. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk new investments. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, electric boat startup ARC has launched just 10 months ago, and they've already secured investments from Will Smith's uh, venture capitalist fund, Dreamers, Diddy's Combs Enterprises, and Kevin Durant's company as well. So that company started with just one $300,000 boat. It has closed a seed round in February, and they are getting to the money. Nice. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. An electric boat. We have electric cars. All right, and Jay-Z has officially joined Instagram. People are so excited about this. Immediately, he got 600,000 followers. The only post he did was the film The Harder They Fall, which he produced for Netflix. So should be um, interesting. I think they have a screening here in New York. Yep. I wonder, I wonder what got uh, Jay-Z to that point where he decided he wanted to join Instagram. It can't be just to promote that movie, right? Well, that's what it seems like so far. Right, and the only person he follows... Beyonce. I know that's right. Jay-Z said, I'm tired of having a burner account. Y'all need to see me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. And Caitlyn Jenner has, uh, she's on the reality TV series Big Brother VIP in Australia. And she is talking about OJ Simpson. Here is what Caitlyn Jenner had to say. Nicole was Chris's best friend. Yeah. Had been for a long time. Mm, yeah. Uh, I was at Nicole's house two days before the murder. Obviously, he did it, and, and he got away with it. And at one point, he even told Nicole, I'll kill you and get away with it because I'm O.J. Simpson. Then Nicole relayed that on to Chris at one point. And even after the not guilty verdict, the first thing, Chris turns around at me and goes, we should have listened to Nicole. She was right, right from the beginning. All right, so that is Caitlyn Jenner talking about O.J. Simpson and Nicole Brown. And that's all on Big Brother VIP. All right, Boosie was not too happy with the Breakfast Club interview with T.S. Madison. And uh, in particular, this part. Boosie, 
why did you bother with Lil Nas X for what's the problem? My thing is, when he said that he's a detriment like to kids and, and we need to worry about the kids and all this stuff, but I'm like, but you the same man had a overgrown-ass woman perform a fellatio on your young son. Make it make sense to me. I was so confused about the situation. Like, who kids really need to be protected? Yeah, I love hip-hop, and I love all the street rappers, but none of them have the the right to say Lil Nas X is a detriment to kids. He's not. If, he's, you've, if you've ever rapped not. about violence towards people, celebration of drugs, using or selling, you don't... Nah. You can't yes, stand on that bar high. Disrespecting women. Yeah, you can't stand you know, on that. That go for all, not just Boosie, that go for everybody. That's for everybody. That's Me everybody. included. You and can't stand on that no bar high. All right, well, little Boosie responded. Now, he actually responded to a paid-in-full tweet from October 25th. But uh, we got the gist of what he was saying. He said, they still got my name in a mouth about that gay-ish. LOL, SC, the God, you part of the problem. Keep egging these people on your show with this, bro. You using your platform to support Nas and his antics. I see what side you on. And he put a rainbow emoji. He said, F y'all kids, SMH, dummies. So Yeah, I'm, on, I'm not on no side. I'm on the side of blackness. First and foremost, I'm going to send Boosie healing, uh, healing energy. And I don't even know what I got to do with it because I... If I'm mistaken, I thought I also said uh, me included when I said we can't stand on that moral high ground as far as pointing at somebody and saying they've been a detriment to kids because uh, they're a detriment to kids because we've all said or done things that have probably influenced kids negatively. I, I said me included, you know? Right, and, and, and listen, nobody brought Boosie's name up but T.S. Madison. It wasn't like... We yeah, like, T.S. Madison had Boosie? the words for Boosie, mm -hmm. not me. And, and I'm going to tell you all something. I'm black first, and The Breakfast Club, to me, has always been a platform for black voices. Same way Boosie can come up here and express himself, T.S. Madison can come up here and express herself. She had something she wanted herself. to say, and there's nothing wrong with that. She's allowed to do that. And I also feel like it's not, and I saw people saying, you're pushing an agenda. I'm just all about people being comfortable in their skin and having the right to exist and live. That's all. You know, That's the only you know, agenda I'm pushing. You know what's crazy? Uh, regardless of who you bring, if that person has an opinion, a strong POV, it's going to be backlash. Boosie gets backlash when he comes up here. T.S. Madison gets backlash when she comes up here. And Charlemagne and The Breakfast Club get the blame. Always. So that's it, it is what it is. I'm built for it. Been built for it. All right. Now, Raiders star wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, who was the 12th overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, was in a serious car accident in Vegas Tuesday morning. They're saying it was a wreck, and cops are saying that he was behind the wheel driving his Chevrolet Corvette when he crashed into a RAV4. It was around 3.39 a.m. The Toyota caught on fire, and first responders did locate a deceased person in the SUV. Ruggs was transported to a local hospital for treatment for non-life-threatening injuries. They said he did show signs of impairment at the scene, and he will be charged with DUI resulting in death. If he is convicted on that charge, he could face up to 20 years in prison, the Raiders have addressed the incident, saying we are devastated by the loss of life and our thoughts and prayers go out to the victim's family. They did say they were in the process of gathering more information and that their hearts do go out to the family. So, again, really um, awful situation. And we'll give you more details as they come. But the, uh, Raider, the Raiders did release Henry Ruggs III. I mean, it's crazy that we still got to say don't drink and drive in 2021, but I, yeah, I guess don't drink and drive. It's just why with Uber and Lyft and, mm -hmm. you know, all these other ways that you can just literally get on your phone and call a car to take you to your destination when you're under the influence. That's nuts. And where are your people around you? 
You don't got nobody around you to be like, nah, bro, let me get those keys. Or nah, bro, we calling an Uber. Like, damn. All right, well, that's your rumor report. All right, Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, there's a Catholic priest in Rhode Island who needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with him. His name is James Jackson. Lord have mercy. Wait till y'all hear what he was using the church's Wi-Fi for. All right. And then after that, we have Ask Ye. So if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, you can call Ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here talking about my friends at The General Insurance. They offer flexible payment plans and the ability to choose your payment date. Plus, they let you choose how you pay, whether that's with cash, card, or check. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to learn more today. Some restrictions apply. Charlemagne, say the gang, don't get other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, November 3rd, goes to a pastor in Rhode Island named James Jackson. He was the pastor of St. Mary's Church in Providence, Rhode Island, and he is currently facing 21 years in prison if convicted on the charges he got arrested for. What did Pastor James Jackson do that got him facing 21 years? Let's go to WJAR NBC 10 for the report, please. A Catholic priest is out of jail on bond after his arrest over the weekend on child pornography charges. Father James Jackson is the pastor of St. Mary's Parish in Providence. Police say their investigation by the agency's Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force led them to St. Mary's. They had learned the Internet connection at the church was allegedly involved with sharing child porn. A search warrant was issued at the parish and rectory, and Father Jackson was identified as the owner of that digital media, say state police. Mm, 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 mm. Horrible. Uh, I was always told it's not a stereotype if it's true. And I've been on this planet 43 years. And if this was a game of family feud and Steve Harvey said, name a stereotype of a Catholic priest, pedophile would absolutely probably be the number one answer. Okay, child abuser would probably be number two unless they put pedophile and child abuser down as the same thing. I don't know. Okay. All right. I don't know. But my, my point is exercising the demons of negative stereotypes in the, in the Catholic Church will never happen when things like this continue to happen. OK, I remember some years ago, a letter in The New York Times uh, came out and a former priest said they all have to stand together to prove they are making reforms every day. Now, I've heard Catholic priests say things like stand together to prove that they are making the reforms they say, and we are all humans and we all make mistakes. True, but I don't care how much repentance you pray for and how much forgiveness you ask for, you still have to deal with the consequences of your actions, just like every other human on this planet. And furthermore, I've seen Catholic priests push back harder against the jokes that are made about them, you know, being pedophiles, than they have against the actual priests that are pedophiles, okay? You saw the NY Times report, you know, um, where they said we are all humans, we make mistakes. But then when someone like my guy Pete Davidson makes a joke about those mistakes, priests demand apologies. Let's listen, listen to what Pete said a couple years ago. Have you guys seen the R. Kelly documentary? Uh, yeah, Pete, I did. Okay, now before I continue, like, this guy is a monster, and uh, he should go to jail forever. But... If you support the Catholic Church, isn't that like the same thing as being an R. Kelly fan? <laughs> like, no. I don't really see the difference. Only like one's music is significantly better. 
a, a Catholic Catholic leaders demanded an apology for that and called what Pete said alarming. Like, what's alarming about it? I think he asked a valid question. Now, is there nuance to that question? Sure. You can't say all of the Catholic Church since it's individual priests, but asking Pete to apologize for this a couple of years ago is deflecting from the actual issue, which is the sexual abuse by clergy on kids in the, Clef- the Catholic Church, okay? We can't act like this isn't happening. It hasn't been happening for years. And when you see situations like Pastor James Jackson in Rhode Island, you have to ask yourself, hmm, has the Catholic Church become organized around trauma? Let me explain. Sometimes you can get organized around trauma and you ignore all the terrible things that are going on around you just so you can keep yourself or whatever you're a part of moving. Matter of fact, my good brother, uh, Res Minicum, he explained it to perfection on an episode of my late night talk show, The God's Honest Truth. Listen. We got organized around the trauma, right? So we had to override it in order to keep going, right? So all of the brutality that was happening, all of the rape that was happening, all of the just degradation that was happening, we couldn't pay attention to that. We had to override it and keep moving. So over time, what happens is, is that people get organized around that and time decontextualizes trauma. So trauma in a person can look like personality over time. Trauma in a family can look like family traits over time. Trauma in a people can look like culture over time. Mm, Trauma in a people can look like culture over time. You can scream that whole episode of The God's Honest Truth on Paramount Plus right now. It's episode four, by the way, but... That's what it seems like is happening right now, okay? The Catholic Church has to make sure that this trauma hasn't become culture over time, all right? It has to make sure it hasn't become culture to some members of the clergy because let's be clear, it's one thing to be a Catholic priest that's a pedophile. It's another to be using the church's Wi-Fi to be a Catholic priest that's a pedophile. Like you were sending child porn via the church's internet connection? See, this is why Catholic priests are called father, because it's too suspicious for a child to call them daddy. All right, the Wi-Fi password is probably a Bible scripture or something with Jesus in it. And, you know, you had to type that in every time you wanted to indulge in your child porn fantasies. Ugh, it's going to come to a point where an exorcism isn't a priest getting the devil out of a person. It's going to be good priests using the script for God to come pull a pastor out of a child. Maybe, just maybe, we need to spell it out for priests and text they understand. Add an 11th commandment. Thou shalt not fornicate with little kids. Okay? I don't know how you fix this problem, but I do know this pastor in Rhode Island is not helping to eradicate any stereotypes. And he is not helping change the answer to this simple question. And that question is, what do you call a Catholic priest who molests children? That answer hasn't changed. It's simply a Catholic priest. Please give that pastor in Rhode Island named James Jackson the biggest hee-haw. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Up next, Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Libby. Hey, Libby, what's your question for Ye? Hey, Ye. Hey. So, 
I just had a question about my relationship, and I'm just really confused about my feelings. So we've been together for eight years now. Okay. And he's really my first boyfriend, and I just feel like sometimes I want more, even though, like, everything's great. There's nothing, like, he's a great person, and there's nothing wrong with him, and I feel so blessed to have him in my life. But I still feel like I want to experience more and outside of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But I feel really guilty about it. And I don't really feel like I deserve that. And just all my feelings, I feel really bad about. Like, I noticed when we're around, like, his friends, like, I just, like, think, like, I want attention from them and validation. Mm. Well, first of all, you shouldn't be seeking validation from other people and, and not from his no. friends. And like you said, everything with him is great, but you cannot control your feelings. And he's the only person you've ever been with? Yes. So I know a lot of times the grass is greener on the other side and then you venture out and one of two things could happen. Maybe it is greener on the other side or maybe you'll miss what you had. And then if you did miss what you have, will you be able to get it back? Right. Because if you if you say to him, look, I don't know if this is my be all end all. I want to experience other things. It sounds like more of an issue that you're having within yourself than an issue that you're having in your relationship. Right. Right. And I do want to say, you know, it's worth a conversation with him. You guys have been together for eight years. The truth is, that's the only person, you know, you've been with have experience. So he may also understand that. And who knows, maybe he feels the same way, too. But honest conversation is important. Right. And you always have to weigh the pros and the cons. There is no guaranteed of what would happen in a situation like this. You might venture out, miss your boyfriend so much and then come back and the relationship is stronger or you guys might break up and then you might try to come back and he says he's done with you because he found something out uh found something else or you might venture out and get in a better situation or he might find another chick and don't want to come back to you yeah that's what i just said i know i, know. I just want to make that clear so I know, like that's what i think about and mm -hmm. that's what i'm scared about but i'm like i shouldn't let those things because i feel like if he does find somebody better like that should be good for him. You know what I mean? I don't want to hold somebody in a relationship because I'm scared that they're going to find somebody else. Are you in love with him? Yeah, I love him a lot, but I don't know <laughs> if maybe it's like in love. I don't know if I'd want to be his girlfriend, maybe just be his friend, but... Okay. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of things that you need to figure out, and I would start with the conversation. Have you discussed this with him? Not really, no. I have in the past, and we kind of broke up, but we weren't really, like, separated. We still kind of lived together, and then we ended up just going back into the same old routine. Right. Look... This is your life to live. And whatever you decide, sometimes you feel guilty because you feel like it's selfish. Sometimes you're concerned about hurting the other person's feelings. And sometimes you're nervous because this is all you know and all that you're used to. And all of that is normal. You have to make mm -hmm. the best decision for you. But I would say you do love him. Whether you're not in love with him, you love him and respect him enough to have a conversation. And it should start there. I agree. Okay, but, you know, it's, you. and don't feel bad because this is so, like, I can't even imagine having to make a decision like that. That's all you know. For all you know, something is better out there or you could try and it could be worse. It's just no no guarantees. Right. I guess I'm just a little afraid how to go about the conversation 
and not hurt his feelings or make him feel bad. Look, it's gonna hurt his feelings. It's gonna make him feel bad. That's fine. You know what is even worse? For you to be with him all this time and to end up cheating or for you to end up resenting him or for you to never express yourself and start acting different and then the relationship gets messed up anyway. I think that he should be understanding. Clearly he loves you too. Y'all know each other really well. It's been eight years and you haven't done anything wrong. All you're doing is having a conversation to sort through your feelings. You don't even know how he feels. Yeah, I guess I just am afraid of any conflict and I just don't want to upset him in any way. Right. Listen, he might be like, you know what? I feel the same way. You just don't know. That's true. All and right. if I'm feeling the way this, this way, then I'm sure something... He could probably pick up on that, but he's probably like, I don't want to upset her. Right. And you can tell him, I, the last thing I want to do is hurt your feelings and upset you, upset you. But we're at this point in our relationship where we both should come together and figure out how do we move forward. Maybe we do take a break. Maybe he's okay with that. Maybe he does say, go out there and experience something. Maybe he says, if you take a break, it's over. It's all uncertain, but all you can do is communicate to this person who you love, who you've been with for eight years, and who you respect. You're right. All right. I wish you so much luck. Okay. I love you, Yee. Thank you so much. I like, love you, some too. Some girls look up to Beyonce. That's how I look up to you. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah. You have a great day. Okay. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Nicole. Hey, Nicole. What's your question for Yee? Hey, I, my question is just like, I'm trying to figure out how to move past a certain situation um, that you know is like not good for you. But for some reason, I just can't seem to like let it go i don't know if it's just like me missing the person or like holding the memory too much or like what have you okay so what happened so i was um i just broke up with my ex or i should say he goes to me and it it really took i took it hard because it's the second time that we were together i felt upset with myself because i trusted him again and i feel like i shouldn't have and he wouldn't talk to me about it he wouldn't give me any closure it was just like no, that's it, and it's fine. And every day I've just been really beating up about it and trying to figure out how to move on because it has begun to distract me in my personal life. How long has it been? Um, it's been about four months, which is why I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I know it's not the right thing to do to even care about this man, but for some reason I feel like I just, it just keeps bothering me. It bothers you because you haven't gotten closure also. So how do I move on without getting the closure? Because he's not going to give it to me. <laughs> All right, well, let me tell you how I deal with breakups. I have to tell myself the reasons why all the time that our relationship didn't work, right? Because sometimes when you break up with somebody, you just think about all the good things and you don't think about the reasons why this was not the person for me. So what are some of the reasons why he wasn't the right person for you? Uh, he's very controlling. Uh, I feel like he doesn't really know how to communicate properly. And so he just would just get upset and shut down. And every time that I would try to express myself, everything is just you, you, you. If I'm the problem, I'm going to be lonely. I'm not worth it. You're this, you're that. I just don't know how to be the right woman. It's just, everything was just me. Well, Nicole, does that sound like somebody you want to be with? No, but I think it also hurts me, too, because I am a sensitive person of, like, how is it that 
Like, why would you say these things? And you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be honest. It sounds like some emotional abuse was going on. And he has you believing these things you know about yourself and you're so concerned about how he feels the truth is that he was saying things to you not taking accountability or responsibility and now he's ghosted you and giving you no closure or explanation so who's really the problem i guess he is but it's just easier said than done yeah of course it is and nobody says it's easy and it is a day-by-day thing right and the only thing you can hope for is that you have more good days than bad days it always starts out with being really difficult you think about it all the time then as time goes on you have a good day here and there sometimes you have to force yourself to spend time with your friends too think about things and people who you weren't seeing because you were in a relationship and pick yourself up and make sure that you make plans and do things that are positive do things that make you happy yeah you know even if it's something simple like going to get your hair done or getting a new hairdo you know we love doing that (laughs) new hair new attitude make sure you spend some time with your family and friends who are supportive you know what i like to do don't mention that person's name for a whole day when i go out with my friends don't even talk about him talk about everything else pretty soon uh you'll find that is more of a habit for you so what i do is i just make sure when i'm out with people i'm consciously not going to mention this person's name And I'm going to just focus on other things, if that's business, if that's my friendships, you know, if it's something that I've always wanted to do, if it's fitness, whatever it is, just set some goals for yourself and focus on that. Because sometimes staying busy is a great way for you to be able to move on. And then pretty soon, I think in time, you know, they do say time heals all wounds. I don't know if it'll heal it completely, but it'll definitely make uh, make it feel less stressful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to do that. Just try to get back into my work and to my comedy and just stay busy. Right. And if you need to write things down, if that's therapeutic for you, make that part of your comedy, whatever it is that you have to do, you know, just do it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Angela. Shout yeah. out to all your athletes. You're welcome. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Now you got rumors on the way? Yes. And let's talk about Versus. Now, Versus is happening tonight, but it's a little different than what you've experienced before. There's a Versus tonight? Yep. It's not a Versus Versus, but we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, Versus is branching out yet again tonight, and there will be Versus Games. It's a platform where rappers will take each other on in a gaming tournament. So you'll get to see uh, Little John and Little Tekka and Big Boy and Big Sean. So that's actually happening tonight. You can watch that on Triller, Fight TV, Versus TV on Instagram or at Call of Duty on their socials as well. Yeah, Versus is going to capitalize off everything. Performances, fights, gaming, everything. Now Migos is performing. It's also going to be hosted by T-Pain. Okay, where's that? That's happening where, you know? Florida, New York? I don't know. I just know you can watch it on social media. Uh, yeah, on Triller. Okay. Mm-hmm. So y'all make sure. Are you going to be... Checking that out? Yeah, because I'm hosting. I'm actually hosting a gaming event uh, next week. All these gaming events are, are huge. They I sell know. out arenas for people just to watch the you know people play. So it's it's it's. I'm definitely gonna be checking it in for a little bit. All right, now Ayala Van Zant uh, was on Tamron Hall earlier, and one thing that she was talking about was actually the death threats that she was getting while she was on Fix My Life. You go into people's homes. You're in the bathroom. You're in the kitchen. You're in the lift. They think they know you, and they think they have a right to say certain things because we're not clear and conscious of the energy we send out. So through the emails, through the social media, 
People were coming to my home. I was getting death threats because they didn't like something I said or did. And I'm like, I want to be free of this. I don't want this. Yeah, people take things seriously. When, 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 even things that we say on the radio. Sometimes, I mean, some of the comments and things that people say back to us are, is crazy. But that's just that's part of the, the job, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some. Yeah, definitely some crazy things. But, it, and it sucks to say that's part of the job. But for your own peace of mind, I could see why she would be like, "All right, I'm over this." Mm-hmm. Now, another person who was getting uh, death threats is a judge, Judge Penny. Now, who is Judge Penny? Well, Judge Penny is the person who actually did not immediately suspend Jamie Spears, who is Britney Spears' father, from the conservatorship back in August. And according to, by the way, that's Prentice Penny's mom. Prentice Penny is the showrunner for Insecure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's done several shows. We actually were, were on one of them, if you recall, uh, one of the shows that he did. When that, it was on Fuse TV. But uh, Prentice Penny's mom said was getting death threats and here is what Prentice Penny had to say about uh, those death threats thanks to that Britney Spears case my mom's a black woman in America she's a tough lady <laughs> she's a tough lady uh, but I, I just I, you know look like I, I don't want to get too in the weeds of that because she's still over the case so I would never want to say anything that would ever put her thing at jeopardy I would just you know I'm just super proud of my mom and I, I hate when something gets to be an excuse to be racist yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's just trying to do what's best, what she thinks is best for for that case. Mm-hmm. But everybody doesn't know all the facts of everything, and I'm sure she does. So she looks at it from a different angle. But imagine the racism also on top of that that oh, she was imagine. facing. And they actually posted on TMZ some of these, you know, some of these posts. Somebody, somebody saying, "I hope she dies." Mm. I have a feeling this Judge Brenda Penny is going to have a horrible, mysterious death. Damn. Judge Brenda Penny needs to effing die. Someone investigate that B right now. If Jeez. I had a death note, I would put that B Judge Brenda Penny's name on it. Fat effing hoe. Yeeks. Like, this is crazy. People are crazy. All right, now Lou Williams had to sit down with Taylor Rooks, our girl Taylor Rooks from the Bleacher Report. And he was discussing having two different girlfriends who, by the way, are the mother of his sons. I was just more so upset that it took on a life of itself and I no longer control the narrative. People even thought they were sisters and all of this crazy. I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like both of those women are mothers of my children. You know what I'm saying? And so they're not just some random girls I'm, I'm running around with. So he has two different women that he's with currently. Yes, he has okay. two girlfriends works that he also has kids with. And you know, people talk about that all the time when it comes to him. I don't know if you've ever no, paid I, attention to I, that. I, did, I didn't know, but I mean, if, if if he likes it and they like it, then people should mind their business. Ain't got nothing to do with anybody else, right? It's interesting. I just interviewed um, NLE Chapa on lip service, and he was saying that he wants to be in a polygamous marriage and have more than one wife. And it's interesting his reasoning why. All right, now Elon Musk, uh, his Tesla stock dropped, uh, reported $40 billion in market value all after a single tweet. Now he posted... Um, Uh, you know what the stock was and he said you're welcome if any of this is based on Hertz I'd like to emphasize that no contract has been signed yet Tesla has far more demand than production therefore we will only sell cars to Hertz for the same margin as to consumers Hertz deal has zero effect on our economics that means Hertz is not getting a discount that means you're paying a full price just like everybody else I love Elon Musk for that I think I'm gonna get me a Tesla and the deal is not done so I think I'm gonna get me a Tesla 
Uh, let's be clear on that. All right, that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout to Revolt. Everybody else, the mix is up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here talking about my friends at the General Insurance. They offer flexible payment plans and the ability to choose your payment date. Plus, they let you choose how you pay, whether that's with cash, card, or check. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to learn more today. Some restrictions apply. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. I want to shout out to uh, the people at the Miami Convention Center. I was there yesterday. I flew in there for a meeting. Of course, my, show, my car show goes down 12-12, so, it, you know, just planning. We have to plan out everything from fire, security, uh, vendors, food. There's a lot into planning out these car shows. Uh, So I was out there with them, and they loved the show. So I just want to say good morning to those ladies. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. Peace, Queens. And also we got a shout shout out Eric Adams. Yes, our new mayor starting January 2nd in New York City. There were some other black mayors I saw get elected last night, too. Oh, it was a first black mayor somewhere. Why can I not remember that right now? Where? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, salute to Ed Ganey, man. He's the new mayor of Pittsburgh. First black mayor in Pittsburgh history. So salute to that brother. Also, shout out to Alvin Bragg. He is our first black DA in Manhattan. And what oh, about wow. Boston? We have a, a, a new Asian uh, mayor in Boston, right? Woman. woman Asian. Yes. What's her name? First woman uh, of color who is going to be the a mayor in Boston, Michelle Wu. Good morning, Michelle Wu. And shout out to Chio Say, by the way, who is my councilman here in Brooklyn. That's actually um, my friend's son. So it's really nice to see that he was able to, to, to win that election. Okay. It's exciting. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notice of Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Ari Melba for joining us this morning. Salute to my guy, Ari Melbler, man. Make sure you watch Ari Melbler every night, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. on MSNBC. I, I, lo- I love the way Ari delivers the news. He delivers the news in a very um, digestible way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not too over the head. So if you just want to, you know, and he's very objective, too. I like that as well. He's very he's very down the middle. So salute to Ari Melbler. Ari Melbler. All right. Well, we got a positive note. We do got a positive note, and um, I'm going to be on The Daily Show tonight with my man Trevor Noah at 10 p.m. on, no, at 11 p.m. on Comedy Central, so make sure you check that out. And the positive note is simply this. It's difficult to try and be what you are not, all right? Being what you are doesn't require any effort. When you become wise, you accept yourself the way you are, and the complete acceptance of yourself becomes the complete acceptance of everyone Else. That's a quote from the great Don Miguel Ruiz. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 